I am New York City-based psychotherapist Nikita Banks, a licensed clinical social worker, and I am your host of the Black Therapist Podcast, formerly Black in Therapy. The Black Therapist Podcast is a place where we will discuss the unique issues people of color face when dealing with mental health issues and mental health diagnosis. You can listen to our show on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. You can follow us on Instagram, the Black Therapist Podcast, or you can hit us up on our website and sign up for our mailing list at blacktherapistpodcast.com. Also, on our website, you can find the links to our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram pages. You can also email us show suggestions, general feedback, and any ideas that you have for, I don't know, guests at blacktherapistpodcast at gmail.com. All right, all right, all right. So we have made it to the end of 2017. And I could not be prouder of everybody who listens to the show. I want to say thank you so much for supporting my vision. Um, as I stated, I started this show over a year ago. And my goal automatically, uh, the word, uh, was automatically the right word? I don't know what the right word, but my, my initially, there you go. My goal initially was just to kind of put the show out and just kind of talk about mental health issues from a black woman's perspective and as somebody who was not only a practitioner, but someone who was also a patient um, and someone who is extremely passionate about black people going to people who look like them to get mental health treatment and getting uh, access to quality mental health care and removing the barriers and the stigma that keep us from going to get mental health care. And so um, we're beginning 2018 and we are saying goodbye to 2017. And for me, it has been a, a year with a lot of growth um, a lot of victories and some challenges, and I don't think that I would change a thing. Um, it's been a very successful year, even in my wins and in my losses. I've learned so much about myself and about who I am and what I can withstand and what I can with endure, and I'm very grateful for that. But if you are like me, you are planning and plotting to take over the world in 2018. And um, part of that for a lot of people, uh, as I can see from just my practice, is getting mental health counseling or getting therapeutic interventions so that you can live a better, healthier, happier life, starting first with your mind and your mental health. And so my practice is doing pretty well. Um, so well, in fact, that um, in 2018, part of what I'm doing is expanding my practice hours. And I work with a lot of higher functioning people in my client and higher functioning clients in my private practice. And so what um, I'm doing is kind of setting goals for myself and figuring out other ways that I'm going to maximize my time and maximize my earning potentials and setting goals and standards uh, for myself for 2018 because I've pretty much knocked 2017 out of the park. All of the goals that I've set for myself over the past five years that I've been doing mental health um, therapy and being a clinical social worker, I have kind of 
kind of rocked. I've done a lot that I wanted to do. And that was first because of my drive, second because of my goals, third because of my focus, and fourth, but definitely not last but least, was my network and the people around me that I sur- surrounded myself with who pushed me to believe that I could do what I wanted to do and actually supported and intervened on my behalf to make sure that I got the things that I needed in my career. And so one of the groups that I'm in, there was a post that I saw that kind of made me a little upset. And the question was, at what time do you see a therapist? And at what time do you see a coach? And it started me to thinking back on In building my website, I was kind of looking for articles that explained the difference between coaching and therapeutic practice. And I came across this article on Psychology Today by Michael Bader, Bader, B-A-D-E-R. I like to call him Bader, but that's probably not the way you say his name. And um, he talked about the difference between coaching and therapy. And as you guys are, are... looking for somebody to work with in 2018, you may think, oh, I'd rather have a business coach or I'd rather have a life coach rather than a therapist because the stigma around therapy is that all I do is diagnosing and that is absolutely positively not true. And this article, um, I guess you can Google it. It's called The Difference Between Coaching and Therapy is Greatly Overstated. Coaches and therapists make too big a deal about their differences. And it was written in 2009. And I just kind of wanted to touch on some of the things that he said in the article. Um, He said that people think that they, coaches apparently work with the future, and I, therapists, work with the past. We work to make healthy clients better. They work to make healthy clients better. And I work with pathology and illness. And so... I think that there's this idea that if you go to get a therapist or if you go to work with a therapist, that there's something wrong with you. I recently had a client who was a 25-year-old. He came to me on an EAP referral, and he talked to me a lot about his depression, and he talked to me a lot about his past diagnosis, and he talked to me a lot about the things that he was going to and his feelings. And I sympathized with him, but I also knew that he only had five prepaid sessions. He may not get a chance to have another therapeutic intervention for a probably long time. And a lot of what he mentioned was that he lacked goals and focus. And I told him, um, actually, I didn't tell him, but I gave him a choice that we can talk about your your mental health state and you can call me and we can discuss your emotional state and how you're feeling and your depression and all of these things. But at the end of five sessions, you're probably not going to feel all that much better. Would you like to work with me on a plan to help you get to where you want to be in your life or at least see things differently in your life than the way you see them now? And so um, what the guy said in this article that I really identified with in my work and how I work with my clients is the list that he uses as a therapy at his therapeutic approach to the work 
And he says, number one, I am concerned primarily with concrete changes in a person's real life, including actualizing their potential, promoting their growth, improving their efficiency and productivity at work, overcoming inhibitions and resolving symptoms. Number two, I only delve into a person's past if it significantly helps that person understand and master those habits, feelings and thoughts that hold them back from achieving their most important goals. Number three, I often work in a time limited manner on the phone and have specific behavioral outcomes in mind at all times as an empirical measure of success. Number four, I work to make relatively healthy people healthier, as well as to alleviate the suffering of people who are frankly sick. Number five, I work with clients conscious experience while helping him or her understand that sometimes their self-limiting behavior is plagued by thoughts and feelings and beliefs about which they are unaware. Number six, I focus a great deal on the client's real interactions with the various social systems in which he or she is embedded. The more I understand the social and practical realities of a client's life, the better I am to help him or her in therapy. Number seven, I am rigorously self-correcting about whether I am on the right track with someone, a commitment made easier by my belief that a therapist can usually tell immediately if an intervention is useful or not. Number eight, I have no compunction whatsoever about getting involved in various ways with a client outside of my office if I judge that it is necessary to advance our the interventions that he's describing sounds like coaching. Unfortunately, uh, the, the idea that psychotherapy is all psychodynamic work and we're all Sigmund Freud and we want to blame your mother and we just want to diagnose you, diagnose you is erroneous. That's not what we do. Coaching is for the most part unregulated. Anybody with any kind of educational background or not can be a coach. Anyone can call themselves a coach without any license or skill or psychological background or a theoretical backing, therapeutic interventions, uh, LPCs, social workers, psychologists, psychiatrists. These are all backed by scientific theories that have been proven and tested in evidence-based. And so if you're thinking about whether or not you want to go to a therapist or you want to go to a coach, think about some of the ways that this, that they, that they differ in terms of credentialing and in terms of certifications and in terms of the uniformity of what you're getting. A therapist is not a life coach and each of them, depending on who they are and what they bring to the work can provide value to your life. But once you have somebody who is credentialed and licensed and trained and has the therapeutic backing, you know that usually what you're going to get is somebody who has maintained a academic level of excellency and has done the work to be at least um, minimally credentialed by the state. They've passed state boards and licensures and they have educational requirements that they have fulfilled that allows them to be seen as not only a professional, but an expert in their field. And when you are thinking about enhancing your future and giving your future to somebody who may or may not know exactly what the hell they're doing or what they're talking about, that's time that you, I don't know that anybody wants to be wasting. And I know for sure that I don't. 
want to waste with somebody who I am not quite sure knows what they're talking about. That said, you know, I have a lot of friends who are coaches and they're great people and they do great work. Um, I have a lot of friends who are colleagues who are therapists and who are licensed. And to be honest with you, I go to my licensed colleagues a lot more than my unlicensed colleagues, but each of them have their their specialties. And usually a lot of the coaches that I know, they have very specific proven niches. So they are very successful in what they do. And I don't have a problem with going to them and getting advice from them. And you shouldn't have a problem going to a coach if they have the qualifications that you think that they need to get to where you need to get. But to me, usually the coaches that I deal with are extremely specific to one or a few things that they do. So getting back to 2018 and the difference between a therapist and a coach, um, for me, when I'm using solution-focused therapy, because that's what this is, which is time-limited therapy, which is goal-oriented therapy, the use of SMART goals, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-oriented goals uh, to help my clients achieve what they desire in life. Part of what I tell my clients when they first come to me and I assess them and see if they, they are a good fit for us to work with, because I do make that assessment as my therapist made with me. I tell them that my goal is their happiness. Sometimes my clients come to me with mental health diagnosis. A lot of the clients that I deal with, they're very high functioning. They're extremely successful and they just want to wade through the muck in their mind so that they can get and gain the focus that they need to get what they want out of life. And I tell them that my goal in all times is always their happiness. And so if it's something that we can work on together to get them to where they need and happiness, that's what we do. So of course I use some psychodynamic stuff to, to go through their unconscious mind and to go through some of the happiness that they have. Of course, we talk about families and family histories and um, social situations and how they they were raised in community environments and trauma because all of those things impact self-limiting beliefs. But we talk a lot about solution-focused plans. And a lot of my practice is very goal-oriented and future-oriented. We talk about what they want for the future. And the reason that I'm using these terms is because they're not just terms. They're psychological fears. Solution-focused therapy helps address goals and achievements and work collaboratively with a therapist for steps towards attainment. So we help our clients identify goals that they want to reach and we work, work with them to partialize them and break them down to implementable steps so that they can get to where they need to get. How is that not like coaching? I mean, it is coaching. The only difference is, is that sometimes I have to allow the client to get to where they need to be on their own which may take some more time than in a coach coaching situation where I can just tell you this is what you need to do. But um, I'm from Brooklyn and sometimes I just tell my clients what they need to do because if that's going to speed up the process and when I say speed up the process, not speed up the process in their healing because healing happens when it happens. And sometimes I'll tell a client what they need to hear and what they need to do and it will take them four or five other sessions for them to get there. And sometimes Sometimes I have to wait those five, six, seven sessions before the client tells me what they need. And so that's the difference between coaching and therapy. But not everybody who gets a, a coach needs coaching and not everybody who comes to therapy needs 
therapeutic interventions in the way that it leads to pathology and diagnosis. But a a coach may be able to tell you what they think that you should do. A therapist is trained to help you gain the knowledge and the understanding and become introspective enough to decide what you need to do to enhance your happiness on your own. And they work with you collaboratively to get there. So to me, that's what I believe the difference is. Um, Solution-focused theory is a theory based on the work of social workers. And what I like the most about social work training, I'm partial. I've mentioned that before. Psychology is a little different. Um, I'm not sure if counseling is a little different. But what I like about social work training is not only do I work from or is my work informed from a psychologically proven theories and methods, I also can give my clients concrete interventions and referrals to services. So not only can I tell you what your mind is telling you or or wade through the thoughts in your mind, but I could also help you find ways to navigate systems to get you the things that you need. So not only am I the thinking person, but I'm also the doing person. And to me, that's why I think social workers rock, but that's just me. And like I said, I'm partial. Um, Part of what we also do is we help reframe the absence of problems or barriers to attainment and allow more time to dedicate to those activities. So when somebody is not feeling symptomatic or they're not feeling stressed or they're actually happy in the midst of issues or problems, we want to focus on the things that you're doing when you don't feel bad, when you actually do feel good. And we want to focus on what those things are and help you to maximize that time doing those things. And future-oriented therapy is another intervention where you focus more on future planning and visioning rather than what's happening in the past. Strengths perspective is a perspective or a psychological theory that I use a lot with my clients. And the reason that I do that is because it is very important, especially when you're dealing with marginalized people, to focus on the things that they're doing right, to focus on all of the things that they have at their disposals that they can be utilizing to get the things that they want. To be thinking about what you have and a glass half full way of looking at life and looking at your resources and looking at what you have at your disposals to get the things that you want. So if you guys are like me and you are in the planning stages of 2018 and for you, part of that is whether or not you're going to invest in a coach or invest in therapeutic intervention, I hope that this show has helped you notice or helped you gain some insight on how things are the same but different. If you are a coach or you are a therapist and you have some ideas on this topic, please feel free to reach out and let me know what you think about it. If you have worked with a great coach, drop a comment, leave us a note, let us know because I'm not downing coaching. I'm not saying that you shouldn't get a coach. Like I said, I know some really great coaches that I work with, that I love, that um, I lean on for support. But when it comes to most things in my life and when it comes to my own psychological development and my emotional development and my career advancement and my overall happiness, my therapist was the one that gave me the tools that I needed to get to where I had to get. And so, you know, based on my experience, based on my training, based on what I've gone through, I put my money on the therapist every single time, but that's just me. And you don't got to be like me. 
But you do have to start thinking about what your life is going to look like when you get past the challenges that you're feeling right now and what your real life is going to look like when you no longer have the problems that you have. One of the things that helped me out the most when I was um, going through my depression and I was in the midst of my unhappiness before I even started therapy was having conversations with my girlfriends about what my real life was going to look like and that future future oriented theory. That's what I was doing. I didn't even know that that was a thing. Visualizing what my life was like. And so for 2018, part of what I'm doing is I'm setting financial goals. I'm setting savings goals. I'm setting educational goals. I'm setting relationship goals. I'm using mind mapping techniques. I'm using uh, brainstorming. I have um, some workbooks that I'm actually working on developing for you guys in the future and workbooks that I'm actually working on now to help me get to some of the things that I want to do and accomplish for 2018 and beyond. And so if you guys are at that point, you can go to my website. Um, there's going to be a workbook that you can download and you can download a worksheet for the mind mapping, the smart goals, and um, there's going to be resources for you if you are thinking about 2018 and how you're going to live your life and what time investments you're going to make to get the things that you deserve this year. And I hope that you continue to rock with us. I hope that you love our show. I hope you share and subscribe and tell your friends. I hope we close out this year with a lot more listens um, and a lot more success for 2018. I want to thank every single person that has sent us an email and wanted to collaborate with us and us like there's more than it's just me. But whatever <laughs> wanted to collaborate with us and that wanted to collaborate with me and uh, have sent me feedback and have listened because we've really blossomed and I feel like I really was able to find my voice this year and I'm hoping that we can do it better and bigger and better for 2018 and I hope that you guys have had a great holiday season and you will have a happy prosperous healthy 2018 full of love and every single thing that you desire and if a therapist can help you get there go get yourself one and if a coach can help you get there go get yourself one and if a yogi can help you get there or somebody that supports whatever your spiritual practice is go and get yourself one do whatever you have to do to invest in your happiness in 2018 do whatever you have to do to invest in your healing in 2018 let 2018 be a year of healing, personal growth, and development. If I have a wish for everybody in this year, that is what I wish for you. I wish you a year of growth, personal development, and healing, and investments every single day in love and happiness. You guys be well. You've listened to another episode of the Black Therapist Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Nikita Banks, licensed clinical social worker. And this is Black Therapist Podcast, formerly Black in Therapy. If you are looking for any information, any resources about today's show, or if you just want to drop a line and say, hey, and subscribe to our mailing list, you can do so at our website, blacktherapistpodcast.com. You can send us emails at blacktherapistpodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed what you heard, today please like comment share and subscribe because we want the show to grow as organically as we possibly can and we cannot do that without you thank you for listening be well